Yeah, can you imagine 150 gigs per second? Holy shit. I, I was like, I, you know, I don't really want to challenge you, but at the same time, I know you're wrong. That, feel, feel free, free. Feel free to tell me I'm wrong. I have no problem being wrong. <laughs> no, no. Well, I have some problem being wrong. But... My concern wasn't telling you you were wrong. It was, it was defending it. <laughs> Welcome to the Completely Unprepared Podcast. My name is David. And I'm Jordan. And uh, we are not joined by Kira tonight. Let me uh, read her text out here verbatim. <clears throat> Kira can't be with us tonight because she spent the past 24 hours puking her brains out. She says hi, and she also says never trust a burrito from the Burbank airport. I think that's good advice in general. Just like don't trust anything from Burbank. I was just gonna ask, where the fuck is Burbank? Uh, it's like Southern California. Uh, it, oh, yeah, that makes sense. She was in Pasadena. Yeah, it's one. It's one of those cities that you'll find white people or brown people, but that's it. You know, no black people. Not really. I don't think so. It's like I, either super Hispanic or super white. The two phrases you're likely to hear are "Orale" and "Hello, friend. How are you today?" well speaking of pasadena i'm still recovering (laughs) from that uh rose bowl game oh i know could could you could you even like get invested in the sugar bowl afterwards dude i couldn't at all i couldn't (laughs) at all yeah alabama's playing clemson okay cool but that rose bowl i was like I, i think i texted you guys like partway through the third quarter like Oh my God, we still have Bama Clemson after this. <laughs> I know, right? And the funny part was like, the, my favorite part of it was that all the pregame that they, I'm sure they had scheduled for uh, the Bama Clemson game, completely swept out. I'm sure they wanted to spend an entire hour talking about how it's a rematch and how yep. these teams played twice, and <laughs> none nope. of that. Didn't even get to see the, the game uh, start correctly. They had to start it on a different channel. Yeah, that started on ESPN two. The playoff <laughs> game with Alabama started on ESPN two. It was great. That was the best part of the overtime. Was knowing that it screwed Bama. I wonder. I wonder how far back we have to go to find Bama playing a bowl game on ESPN two, and only ESPN two. It's definitely before the Nick Saban era. <laughs> like it's been a while. You know what I heard today? Is this true? Did was Nick Saban on the Browns coaching staff with Belichick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of that coaching tree. What the hell? I know, right? So I can't, I can't imagine how that worked. Those two massive egos fighting each other. So, so Belichick and Saban were on the Browns coaching staff. Yeah. Saban leaves to become arguably the greatest modern college coach yeah well he went back no. to the nfl for a second too don't forget oh that, that, that's right i forget who with <laughs> it was with the dolphins oh yikes um, it was not it was not good still arguably the 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 greatest college coach 
at, at least of this decade. Yeah, I, I would say he's the greatest college football coach of all time. There's some definite competition, but... It's, it's a harder yeah. time right now to coach, I think. Yeah. Um, Belichick leaves to, to, you know, become one of the greatest coaches of NFL history. If not the greatest, but yeah. And, and well, I'm... Yeah, yeah. Steelers <laughs> Try fan to be fair here. to everyone. Steelers fan <laughs> over here. I'm not going <laughs> to... Hey, I can admit that Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time, and I still fucking hate him. Yeah, fair enough. But then, did they have Carroll before or after all of that? Uh, Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll's on the uh, Patriots. He was a Patriots head coach. Oh, I'm, okay, yep. Yeah, I I'm, remember. I'm, so, in, in, you gotta understand, in my head here for a moment, I'm like, <laughs> They're the all three the same of team. them were former Browns? Wow, the Browns suck. <laughs> no, yeah. okay, so just the two of well, them. Well, the Browns do suck. suck. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, Saban left to become the coach of Michigan State. At that point, um, and then he went to LSU, won a title. Went then he went to the Dolphins. I, I think I got that order right. And go, then he goes to the Dolphins, has an abysmal year. People talking about he's over. He comes back to college and becomes the head coach of Alabama. Just murders. and uh, yeah, the funniest part about it all though is if Nick Saban wins another title at Alabama, which he probably will. Probably uh, this year. Will, yeah, he will be the outright holder of the most titles in in, in uh, college football history, and he will still only be tied for uh, the most championships at his school. Wait, hold, hold on. Mm-hmm. Bear Bryant. Yep. Ah, okay. The bear, the man who made houndstooth a thing for Alabama. Yeah, that took me a second. Yeah, so he'll be tied with Bear. Right now, he's tied with Bear Bryant for the most uh, titles ever. Yep. And uh, if he wins another one, he'll be tied for the most at his school, but he'll have the outright record, which is, which just goes to show how dominant Bama has been. Yeah. Like I always get mad when they complain because you know their team didn't do good enough in the SEC championship or whatever. But it's like, what else do they have? You know, like what. A bad season for them means they didn't go to a title game. Yeah, that's a bad season for. That's what we all dream of, and that's a bad season for them. It's like the it's the standard that Brady Belichick have set for the Patriots now. Like Brady's going to retire, and uh, I don't know if Belichick's going to keep coaching or if he's going to go with him. But regardless, Patriots fans are in for some. they're they're in for some regressing to the mean. Yeah. And uh, fingers crossed. It's not going to be comfortable. No, yeah. Well, that's like when they lost their first game to uh, the Chiefs. They, there was like a full page fucking ad in the Boston whatever newspaper about how they need to fire Belichick. Are are you out of your mind? I mean, granted, granted, Boston news media is known for this, but still, yeah. idiots. It's just it's insane. You have the best coaching and quarterback combo of all time and you're gonna try and throw that away over one game yeah, to a playoff team by the way yeah yeah well and and not even not even just that like you know we can go back and and look at it retrospectively and say oh yeah that team was on like a what was a five game winning streak and now they're are they the fourth seed yeah they're the fourth seed in the afc yeah uh, but they were also a playoff team last year 
So it yeah. wasn't like oh, they yeah. were coming off some shitty year or something. Yeah, well, the, coming into the season, they were one of the Super Bowl favorites, you know? Yeah, Might not be a little me. bit of a stretch, but... <laughs> my idiots. Yeah, man, I, I still believe in Kansas City. Yeah, you, you can believe them all you want, but if you're picking them over at New England or Pittsburgh, I just I don't have a whole lot of faith in your decision-making. No, yeah. My, my issue with Kansas City is not that they don't have the personnel or anything to do that. I, I don't think that Andy Reid is a good enough uh, play caller to really pull off a Super Bowl. Because Andy Reid will not play situational football. It was blatantly obvious when they played, uh, what was it, two years ago against the Patriots in the divisional round. And uh, with, I don't know, eight minutes left in the game, down two scores, they put together a six-minute touchdown drive. It's like you have to understand you're fighting for your life right now and you need to play quickly. Yep. There's no way you're going to win like that. You have to play up-tempo. You have to play situational ball, which is what New England is the best at. It's like when you see when you see a team come out, right, and it's they're in a two-minute drill, but mm. they, they're down 10. Yeah. They have, you know, two timeouts, and their first throw is a, you know, a, a four-yard completion. And you're like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking? I understand that you don't need to get it all at once, but – Go for seven yards and get out of bounds. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna something. do four, if you're getting four yard pass plays, at least run it on a slant where you have some movement up the middle, or yeah. do a running play so you can try and catch them off guard because they're thinking you're gonna be passing it the whole time and use one of your timeouts if it doesn't work out right. Like, yeah. Actually, I take that back immediately. Don't use one of your timeouts in that situation. But it, still, those short little dinky passes are retarded in that situation. Is what I'm getting at. Oh yeah. Well. And if, if you are going to throw a short pass, give it to somebody who can bulldoze a little bit, you know, somebody who has that threat of, yeah, he's going to hit some defenders, but he can knock them down. Well, like Derrick uh, Henry the- at the end of that game where he just all of a sudden, you know, they're just trying to put the game away and he takes it to the house. Yeah, exactly. One of the, one of the best, or I don't know, best, one of the most interesting two minute drives, I should say, uh, was this season. Uh, the Niners are down two points to the Titans and uh, they, they just throw up the middle and you're thinking to yourself, what's dumb? Why are they doing that? And then all of a sudden they're in field goal range because the Titans gave them the middle. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, give us the, give you time. Yep. And they just, they did that. They did about 11 to 12 yards on each play. They gave it to their big ass tight end who can uh, throw people to the ground. Selick, um, not, no, uh, you. Oh, oh, was it Selleck? It, it is Selleck. Okay, as the other one is Kittle. Yeah, it's it's Garrett Garrett Selleck. I, I always get it gotcha. confused because of the other Selleck, you know, uh, who's also Brent. And, yeah, I think it's Brent. Oh, Brent. Brent. Selleck? Brent. Brent Selleck. There you go. Yeah. He's still for Philadelphia. Anyway. Yep. He's, uh, yeah, he's still, was, still, I think he still plays for them. Yeah. Well, it was just anyway. It was just a brilliant thir- together drive, and they hit the go ahead field goal to win the game. But it's a it's a different kind of situation. You just need to always be thinking, how do I finish this game? You know, which I don't think Andy Reid does. Yeah, and, and for just... another uh, case study, and you need to remember to finish the game. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good old Falcons. I'm mad at the Falcons right now. I know you're mad at the Falcons right now. They uh, <laughs> they ruined your streak. 
Yeah. Knocked uh, Seattle out. And uh, evidently Seattle probably would have been at, would have been out anyway, but. Um, Why would they have been out anyways? Because they lost to, they, they specifically weren't showing the game in the stadium. Uh, the results of it. So that way no one was thinking about, Oh, we already made it or we're not going to make it. They wanted them to play to their full extent. Oh, so, I, so I they, didn't realize that. I thought that the team was aware of how the uh, Falcons game was going. They, they were not. But I do wonder, because that game ended, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter for uh, the Seahawks. You know, the Atlanta game finished yeah. in the middle of the Seahawks fourth quarter. So I do wonder if at some point they're like, yeah, you guys don't need to worry about the game. We're out. My guess is, my guess, uh, Carol probably knew. Yeah. I mean, I doubt he would have told his players that because, you know, why why bother? Yeah. But at the same time, you still want to put on for the 12s. Oh, God. 12s. Yeah. Wearing a 12 shirt just tells me everything I need to know about you as a fan. It means that you have been watching since Super Bowl 48. That's it. Before that, you have no idea who Sean Alexander is. Matt Hasselbeck, no idea. Yeah. 12, 12 is just a big fucking logo that says, hey, look, I just learned that Seattle plays sports. Ban- most bandwagon city. Ah, actually, I think we're second to Los Angeles. And I don't mean this as a slight at Los Angeles because – Look at how much they have. If you're a sports fan in LA, you have two college teams, two NFL teams, two NBA teams, a hockey team. Uh, you basically have two baseball teams. Mm-hmm. Like you have you so much. You actually basically much. have two hockey teams. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. And if you, you don't want to watch any of those now. things, you have the beach and you have Hollywood. You have the best party scene in the world. Yeah. You also How you can also I expect have, you to You also have two soccer teams that you were leaving out the Galaxy oh, yeah. and now LAFC. See, like you have all that. What does Buffalo have? The Bills and Niagara Falls. And a lot of burst pipes right now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of snow. <laughs> a lot of cold and a lot of sad. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. So when the, when the when the Bills have a bad season, what the fuck else are they going to do? They're going to hunker in their homes and like, well, it beats freezing to death. <laughs> That's about it. At least, Which at least kudos to their fans, by the way. Did you see the video of their fans waiting in negative degree or single degree weather yeah, I saw, uh, for them to come back? I saw one of like this, uh, like uh, Bill's fans tailgating and like this, like this girl and this guy, like, jumped up and dove onto a uh, like one of those folding tables like as if it was WWE or something yeah. smashing the table and falling directly onto the ground and I'm like you're either too drunk or too numb to feel that <laughs> probably that is the probably. only reason you stood up after that because that looks like it hurt <laughs> you know you know why I stood up it's definitely those two things and the third element I think you're missing practice. that's not the first time that person's done that (laughs) trust me i got this the only person who can love being in buffalo is marshawn lynch 
Marshawn Lynch loved. I don't think he loved that. He he loved going around to. Well, he loved Buffalo because all he did was go around to all the little chain restaurants, and they treated him like a god. I guess there's that. And that dude loves chain restaurants more than anything. I'm I'm just saying if you're telling me that dude out of Oakland was digging the cold up in Buffalo. No. 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 <laughs> I highly doubt that. But I, I, I do know that he enjoyed his time as a Buffalo Bill. He wasn't pissed about being a Buffalo like most people should be. He, he's not he's not the future Josh Rosen. Or the past, <laughs> rather. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That Josh. was Rosen. That was Rosen who said he doesn't want to be uh Brown, right? That wasn't uh They both said it. Him and Darnold both said it. Oh really? Yeah, Darnold said it a couple months ago. Oh, yeah, they're 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 both about it. Hey, if you're uh, if you're listening and you're a Browns fan, uh, first off, sucks to suck. Second <laughs> I'm off, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm not sorry. Second off, <laughs> uh, uh, please tell us how it uh, right right into the podcast. You can, you can find us somewhere. Just do a little research. Uh, <laughs> you've got plenty of time. You're not watching the playoffs. Um, <laughs> tell us how you deal with this pain. Well, usually they deal with it by uh, watching Ohio State in the playoffs. Not this year. Ooh. You know, though, they did score as many points in the playoffs this year as they did last year. So. Yeah, you are correct. You I are absolutely correct. <laughs> Some, somebody, no, uh, no fans. Zero. I was listening to uh, something today, and they were the guy was speculating. Uh, that Ohio State may have been punished this year for not having, you know, done anything last year, uh, and I'm pretty okay with that. No, they got punished for losing by a shit ton to Iowa. Oh, I know, I know. This is the conspiracy <laughs> theory, right? I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I know. It's a funny. It's a funny one. I'm, I agree. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Of course, I'm okay with almost anything that results in Ohio losing, but you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not happy with Alabama getting into the playoffs, but uh, that's only because it should have been UCF, yeah. though. It's should've not been it's... UCF. UCF, by the way, is hanging national title banners in their in their stadium now. Are they really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, that's so excellent. Because what happened, besides the fact that they are 13 and 0, and uh, still getting no fucking respect, um, so what happened is. UCF was rated number one by uh, one of the uh, ranking systems that, uh, or by the Peter Wolf rankings, which is listed in the official NCAA record book as a major selection. Quote. So technically, according to NCAA rules, a legitimate, strong major selection source has listed them at number one, which does make them national champions. I realize, as someone who hates the University of Washington, it is hypocritical for me to recognize UCF's title and not Washington's title, but I don't care. Uh, I mean, you could always just decide to recognize Washington's title, couldn't you? They're half of a title. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the funny thing is, if you talk to most people in Seattle or Washington, even the fans who are big fans of UW, They'll tell you they have one title, you know, because that's what everyone knows. They they have their title from 91, 92, whatever it was. 
So they don't even uh, know. But they actually have two. There was a title in the 60s um, that they won uh, through a similar weird rule thing. But because they were technically listed as a top uh, program uh, by an official source, they claim it. They have a trophy in their facilities. Technically, they have two. Hmm. I argue one half. But uh, You know... Let's just go with what the people on the street say, uh, and it's mm -hmm. one. Yep, there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll chalk them both up to half, and then they can average out to one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to go to the streets of uh, Seattle, and we're going to do a good old Jimmy Kimmel bit. <laughs> or we just go and we ask people, how many titles does Washington have? You know what else we should include in that? Uh, just make up names and ask people how they feel about that player's contribution to uh, the Washington football program. I guarantee you most of them will say, oh, yeah, he was a stud. He was really good. I, I can't wait to see what he's going to do next year because that's how fickle their fan base is. Well, you should ask him and say, or, 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 go up to him. Are you uh, disappointed that Jake Locker won't be returning to uh, finish his senior year <laughs> next year? <laughs> I'm sure a lot. Of, some of them will be confused. Most of them will be like, yeah, that's really sad. We're going to miss him. Although I don't think that these whole ask him on the street things should actually be representative in any place that allows recreational oh, no. marijuana. <laughs> Fair. It's just too obvious as to why this is occurring. <laughs> How could... do you feel about Jake Browning? Yeah, man, like, you know, like, football. He was really good at Coachella last year. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That is not what anyone here would say. <laughs> we talk about Sasquatch, thank you. Sorry, sorry, you caught me. I'm not actually... Uh... Gotta go to the Gorge, man. Gorge is fucking awesome. Gotta squatch. It's the bomb. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like you, Jay, and that made me hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it, too. It felt nasty. It's... I gotta go wash my tongue now. No, just, just wash everything. <laughs> so, yeah, big stuff. Big stuff. Anyway, going back to where we started here... Oh, that's uh, right. We're yeah, that, that Rose Bowl. Right now. <laughs> that, yeah, right? <laughs> no, we're not just shitposting live. We're actually being recorded. Um, the uh, Rose Bowl game, man, that was that was some heart-pounding shit. Um, I was at a bar full of Sooner fans. And, God, everyone cheering, screaming, so excited. And then depressed. And then silence. Silence. Yeah. That I was... Um, D disappointing <laughs> and you know what's funny is uh the kicker in my my argument is the kicker did lose that game and it wasn't because of that uh beautiful fucking swat at the end totally not his fault it was uh that squib to end the first half yeah that really <laughs> shitty squib where he kicked it at the closest guy which basically set uh you know georgia right into field goal range that would put them up, you know. That that would put them up by three, and Georgia would at the end after getting that go ahead touch. And yes, obviously it's anecdotal and things, but anyway. Right, but but, uh, but here's a question about that though. Was that a dumb call? To me, it looked like a dumb call. But was that just bad execution, or was that actually a bad call on the coach's part to even have them try and do a kick like that? I I don't mind the call. Um, because you know you want to squib it, you don't want to give it, give them a chance to return it. They have some of the most powerful, fast backs in the country. Right. Uh, Sony Michelle and um, much called Nick Chubb actually set the record for all-time uh, yardage from a running back duo in that game. 
Um, I yeah, I did. I did notice that actually. Yeah, took away Craig James and uh, Eric Dickerson's record. Well, that's what Craig James but, uh, gets. Yeah, Craig James killed five hookers. Look it up. It's a real thing. He really did. Fucking <laughs> hate Craig James so much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad call. I I I would squib it, but you want to put it a couple guys back so they're not basically in field goal range. It just looked like a low kick that was meant to go over that guy and set him up for that go-ahead field goal that, uh, you know, give him an extra three points, which turned out to be crucial. But, yeah, I mean. Blair Walsh I, knows a thing or two about three points. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he does not. Well, he knows <laughs> a thing or two about missing them. <laughs> Blair Walsh is a good kicker. Okay? I know. That's the saddest part about it is, like, he's legitimately, like, He's he's one of the best twenty kickers in the league. Yeah, yeah. That's the saddest I mean, part. <laughs> he's he's the Tony Romo of kicking, right? <laughs> he can he make is. some big, big beautiful plays, and then when it comes to crunch time, what the fuck? Yep. No. Tony you're... Romo throws that game losing interception. <clears throat> Blair Walsh misses it wide right. I, I can't explain it. It's the Tony Romo of kicking. That's that's uh, yeah, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, this whole town's turned on him too. Like everybody wants him gone. I'm like, he didn't have a bad season. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, there he was a. It was a pretty good season. It was there was the meltdown in the Redskins game where he missed three field goals. Sure, horrible. If he did that twice in a row, fucking fire him. But he didn't. He rebounded the next week. Didn't miss a field goal. Yep. I mean, he's. <clears throat> Pretty consistent, pretty good. Uh, just, I guess, not good enough. Uh, yeah, I thought it was hysterical. I'm, I'm, I'm reading an article today about uh, it was like uh, what 24/7 Sports or something like that, <clears throat> um, where they're talking about he he won't be back. They're they're looking at other options, and uh, the name they floated out there was Jason Myers. And they acknowledged in the in the article that if you took what Jason Myers did this year and you extended it over a whole season, he's worse than Blair Walsh. His long this yeah. year was a forty-seven. I'm like, all right, let's let's comp, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Yeah. If you're getting rid of Blair Walsh, Walsh at fine. least draft this uh, this goggles kid <laughs> from Georgia. Yeah. Glasses kicker. I swear that kid's been there forever, and I still love watching him kick. I'm calling him Naruto. <laughs> he definitely runs with that Naruto style where he throws his hands back, <laughs> leans forward. Yeah, no. Um, and I, I don't know if you if you actually watched that show at all, but before he uh, before he gets his little ninja headband, he has goggles. That's the that's the actual uh, relevancy there. Gotcha, gotcha. I just <clears> thought because he looked like a weeb. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, they both. Both reasonings work, I guess. <laughs> and you know, I got—I don't blame him for wearing glasses if it helps him see better. He's a kicker; it's not like you know he has to get hit all the time or anything. If, if they sharded, that'd be tragic. But my yeah, my my guess as to why he wears is they're they're well. So, so okay, hold on. He's George's kicker, right? Yeah. Do they play on turf? Yes. Like AstroTurf? I 
believes so. That's probably why he wears them. Well, he probably you have to explain. Huh? Good. Yeah, so they, they he probably actually like has glasses, right? Mm-hmm. And so his options are wear contacts during the game, and he's in one of the positions where you're kicking, so you've got a possibility for the turf to fly up. I've gotten turf in my eye before. It's like the worst fucking thing. Yeah, um, it really is. And if he's wearing contacts when that happens, then now he's got to do a whole... Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a whole thing, series of things he has to do to mitigate that. So he, he probably wears those for that reason. And my guess is it happened to him before, and that's why he does it. Yeah. I'm sure we could research this. We, we'd be a much better podcast if we did research before we talked about things. We'd also have to change our podcast name. That's true. We are completely unprepared, and this is why. We just go in and fucking talk shit for an hour and a half or however Wild long. Wild speculation. <laughs> Wild speculation. That's another good name that we should have gone with. <laughs> anyway we got an interesting matchup to uh, finish out the college football season um, with Georgia Alabama and the all SEC final you can I'm hear to- the enthusiasm totally in my voice hmm? I'm, I'm totally good with it being all SEC like, do, are we all really going to pretend that the SEC isn't the best conference No, the problem with the SEC claiming that is that they're so fucking top heavy yeah, your top your top teams are fucking fantastic. So There's, is the Pac twelve, no, but the Pac twelve is no, top heavy not. and and moved down. The t- the pack the Pac twelve has never been top heavy. They are we're right pr- we're pretty we're pretty balanced actually. Overall, it's pretty balanced. Hmm. Uh, the SEC has to deal with, consistently. They have Kentucky at the fucking bottom, uh, which they've been moving around a little bit. Uh, they made a bowl game this year and lost it. Uh, there's Vanderbilt. Like, their mid-range is Tennessee. And Tennessee, I don't I don't understand where this fucking, you know, stigma for Tennessee has, has, has been at. Everyone always talks about, like, oh, Tennessee, you know, they used to be good. They were good for, like, five minutes in the 90s. But other than that, they've been pretty shit. Nah, well, who the fuck is from Tennessee? Oh, Peyton Manning. Peyton goddamn Manning. Yeah, exactly. That was the five minutes where they were hot. I gotcha. Back at the end of the back in the end of the nineties. Okay, so they got big because they had Peyton, and then they just rode it forever. I mean, that's basically what the Patriots are going to do. Yeah, well, I mean, the Patriots have always been good. Uh, no, the Patriots have always been terrible. No, it's true. The, the Patriots had <laughs> back like, when they had that shit coach before Belichick. Who who was the shit coach they had before Belichick? I need to know this. <laughs> For anyone listening who doesn't already know, it's Pete Carroll. But yeah, talk about a turnaround. Somebody who fits into this entire story that we've been talking about. Pete Carroll, who goes to USC, loses to Vince Young, and then uh, now is one of the most prolific uh, coaches in the NFL. Well, and was and at as USC far as well. the record books are concerned, has never won a national championship. He's won one. He has one. He doesn't win two. Uh, they got rid of only one of them? Yeah. They redacted the Reggie Bush national title. But uh, he won one the year before that with Carson Palmer. I really wish that they wouldn't do stuff like that. The argument for it, I, I just, I find so weak. Because um, the argument is, you know, oh, he was a, he's privileged because he didn't have to worry about his mom living in the fucking ghetto because they bought her a house. I don't even. And mean- so he was, he was better on the field because he wasn't stressed about 
that. Yeah, which you're, I just you're think not going to be able to convince me that removing somebody from poverty is an unfair advantage. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and besides, they're all getting fucking paid anyway. I remember when I was at Oregon, my freshman year, I would see Kenyon Barner driving around every day in a fucking brand new Camaro. I'm pretty sure he couldn't afford a brand new Camaro on no wage because he's not allowed to have a job under NCAA rules. I don't know, man. <laughs> see, uh, Seems like he can yeah. totally swing that. Yeah, because he comes from such an affluent neighborhood. He comes from Linwood, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucking wonderful, rich-ass place. It's uh, south side of Los Angeles. Ah. Well, I don't know enough about L.A. to know which side is the good side, so. Generally, once you go to the south side of anything, it's it's worse. Yeah, Seattle, Tacoma. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, no, no offense, Tacoma, but it's kind of a shithole. Some offense. Get yes. your shit together, Tacoma. Well, I just don't mean any offense because it's not like Everett's any better. It's a, it's, it's getting better because of the... Yeah, bo- I mean, both, both places are getting better because of Amazon. Yeah, well, and all the tech companies that are just more and more producing out here. Sure. Uh, Amazon, GE, even the health market out here is fucking great for nerdy people. It's a perfect time to buy a home in the Seattle area, the greater Seattle area. It's a perfect time to sell a home. No, this is when you buy it because the market's only going up. Or, well, well, that's what they probably had boom, Well, this is a little different. <laughs> this isn't based on you know lenders giving out fucking loans for nothing. This is based on more and more people are moving here, yeah. and more and more companies are moving here, which bringing more people in. And I guess it's different that the companies are mostly established as opposed to startups. The startup ones are where you get yeah. I get concerned. Yeah, that exactly. Goes in a minute. Yeah, I don't think GE, uh, Amazon, Starbucks. Yeah, that's, that's Microsoft, awesome. Apple. I don't think any of those qualify as startups anymore. That's why I'm not pushing back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, I think Everett's going to see a little bit more of a boom, but you know, uh, it might push south too and get to Tacoma. Well, and if Boeing pulls out, that's going to be a big miss too, though. Is Boeing planning on moving out? I thought they were building a plant in Kansas City. Oh shit. Well, that's the, they're the number. They're still the number one job creator in uh, Washington. Well, and if I remember correctly, and and I'm going just off my memory here, uh, they they aren't removing jobs from Seattle. They're just expanding elsewhere. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting how much of a boom Kansas City's getting. Uh, a lot of tech companies are – some of the fastest internet in the country is provided by Google Fiber in Kansas City. should look at what their tax get, structure is. Probably. Anyway, I think we've gotten away from football a little bit, so let's talk about that some more. It happens. Um, um, yeah, so, so that, that Alabama game kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, but Alabama-Georgia, it's kind of an interesting one. because it's the first meeting It's go? basically what the SEC championship could have been if uh, you know Auburn hadn't won. Against mm-hmm. Alabama because it would have been the same game. Um, it's going to be a hard one, and I don't, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Georgia. I, I, I really want Georgia to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm pulling for them a hundred percent. I'm not. But, but yeah, it's because you put money on Bama. Yep. Um, but the thing is, like, that Bama defensive line is big and mean. 
their linebackers are fast as shit. They look more like safeties than they do linebackers. It's going to be hard to establish that running game if Jake Fromm can't open up the game deep, and he's got to do it early. They have to really establish a really good pass attack to open up that running game to allow their guys to get in there. Otherwise, I just can't see their offense pulling much on them. That said, uh, their defense matches up really nicely against Bama's offense. Bama's offense is the worst it's been in years, and Georgia's defense is on point. They gave up a lot to – go ahead. Uh, I, I was just saying, I think it's particularly funny to, to see what a difference a game makes. Because um, going into this weekend, people were, uh, you know, some of the commentators or, or um, you know, talking heads or whatever, were going on about, you know, you can't really, you can't put this game on Jake from True freshman coming in here, yeah, he looks good, but we have no idea what he looks like under pressure. You really just can't rely on him. You're, you're going to have to give the ball to Chubb and, and just, just chub, 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 chub. And yeah. then the game gets done and you're going back to people and they're like, well, I think he really showed us something today. He showed us that he can be the leader of this team. I'm like, hey, going back to the record you just mentioned, Jay, they, they broke a rushing record. Let's talk about that. Yeah. But no, what no. they see is they see a true freshman that they're now going to be able to milk for at least two more years. Oh, yeah. Well, Fran's not great. He's good. I'm, I'm not going to try and well, he's like, not a championship quarterback. Like he when they have first, to be. when they first were saying this stuff, like, ah, oh, you can't rely on him. You can't rely. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like he's he hasn't looked amazing. He's looked serviceable. He's looked fine. So, which is then, all they need. Yeah, exactly. But then to see them go back on like you know, revise it afterwards. <laughs> so talking heads do. Ah, stick to what you had. You were right the first time. Yeah. He looked good. He didn't look great. He didn't have to be great. Well, yeah, but why couldn't why couldn't the conversation be? Wow, you know, you know, what could this have done for Chubb's draft stock? You know, and and wow, that that Fromm kid. You know, let's look forward to being able to watch him for another couple of years. Like you can set that up without you know to to steal a word from our favorite talking head bloviating about it. <laughs> I love the word bloviating. It's a great word. <laughs> Um, yes, I, I agree a hundred percent. Uh, it, the thing is with, with all the sports talking heads and shit, they just need to be polarizing, right? Yeah. And that's what, it, that's what it always comes down to. That's why Skip Bayless still has a job. That's why Colin Coward still has a job and Danny Cannell doesn't because they want somebody who, whether you agree with them or not, which you probably don't, they want them to be polarizing. They want you to get onto fucking social media and say, this guy's out of his fucking mind because then you're getting more traffic to him. There's no such thing as bad press. And that's what talking heads live for. Yeah. And yeah, I agree hundred percent. I wish that it wasn't this way. It's fucking annoying. Uh, it's how people who have good commentary and good things to say tend to get pushed out and left behind. And you're just sitting there like, what, the, what happened? That's why I still think my favorite duo of all time was uh, Mike and Mike, because they gave they gave you they were both polarizing in different ways. They played off each other well, and uh, they both gave really interesting different insights. Where Greeny was fucking nerdy and uh, would give all his stats and numbers to back up his answers, and Golick would always be like, "Well, as a player, I can tell you, you're absolutely wrong." 
And they were both wrong, but they're both right in most cases. My take on it. Well, I think that's one of the the things that's disappointing about Levitard is he's a similar way. I, I think he's he's uh, interesting to listen to in a similar Levitard. way. I just yeah. have no interest in Miami sports teams, and and yeah. so often it comes back. <clears throat> Excuse me, that dude is cocaine back. incarnate. <laughs> I cannot stand Dan Levitard. <laughs> cocaine incarnate. <laughs> yeah. Although kudos to Levitar. He is definitely not a bandwagon fan. No. He is a hundred percent a Miami fan, for better or for worse. Most he sticks for worse. by his team. Yeah. yeah. Well think he about it. The only what what the only championships Miami has had in the last how many years are because they bought a player, right? Um I guess they well, didn't I mean, buy they, him, he decided to move there, but they they had the uh, 01 Miami Hurricanes. Which is arguably one of the best football teams of all time. Yeah, okay. So there's that. Yeah. And it's funny that their head coach at the time was Larry Coker, <laughs> who is a terrible coach, but they basically operated without him. Yeah, didn't didn't they, that team like have some ridiculous NFL talent? Wasn't Ray Lewis on that team? Uh yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on that team, I think. It was either that or he's on Virginia Tech. I know when him when Virginia Ray Lewis Tech went to, Ray Lewis went to Miami. Okay, then yeah, then it was definitely he was definitely on that one. When Virginia Tech played Miami with that roster, I think it was in two thousand two, might have been the next year. Uh, Forty four of those players went to the NFL or something like that. Jesus, it's ridiculous how much talent was on the, on both those teams, and you know all of them were great. You know some of the all time greats are on there: Ray Lewis. Uh, Frank Gore, Michael Vick. Andre just, Johnson. Andre Johnson. Uh, anytime I think of Andre Johnson, I think of the time that he beat the shit out of uh, Cortland Finnegan. Finnegan. Yes. It just makes me smile so much. Fucking fuck Cortland Finnegan. Oh, that was so great. Oh, such a great moment. There was a brief second when it looked like uh, Cortland Fi- it, it, I, I don't know that he ever confirmed or anything, but it looked like Cortland Finnegan was considering going into the MMA, into the <laughs> UFC. I was so, I, I was like, please. I don't know if I'd do that if I were him. I, I've I seen what happens. <laughs> I don't know how he thought that fight went, probably from all the concussions that he definitely got from it, but uh, it was pretty one-sided. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like in in Friends when uh, which Monica's dating the dude who gets in that UFC, yeah, and he just won't quit even though he just keeps getting the shit beaten out of him. That's what Cortland Finnegan would be like. Yes, um, I imagine based on the one fight I've seen him in against one of the most athletic people in the world. That was it was it was incredible. Yeah. I remember I was driving, I was driving, uh, with like my, my uncle and I was like mid sentence. And then I got the update about what happened. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry, hold on, hold on. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I have to look this up. And he's like, what are you, what are you looking up? And I, and I told him and he was just like, why you, you want to watch a fight? Who cares about the fight? I'm like, I, I don't have a chance to unpack what you just said. I have to watch this. <laughs> Who cares about the fight? What are you talking about? It's like the best part. Yeah, it's the only reason I give a shit about the Titans-Texans game. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see shit going down on the field, I start chanting, fight, 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 fight. And, you know, I don't want the league to encourage them, but, you know, for my, the comfort of my couch, 
I'm definitely cheering for a fight. Look, if, if there were more fights in hockey, I'd watch more hockey. <laughs> Which is funny because that's like why people watched hockey in the first place. And then now they're having uh, – they're cracking down on fights. They're trying to make them less and less every year. It's like, that's what I wanted though. You're taking away the part I like. Yep. That's barbaric. I know. Yeah, it's a barbaric sport. <laughs> it's barbaric. You're talking about a game where they slide around on ice and hit a piece of plastic with a stick. It's, that's pretty barbaric. <laughs> like, if you wanted me to introduce you to the original sport, that's about how I'd explain it. But no offense to hockey fans. Well, some offense. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I kind of like watching hockey. I, I, I don't think I can do it regular season, but I can't watch a lot of sports in the regular season. Uh, but once once you get to like Stanley Cup and everything matters, I'm like, I'm in. This is the shit I like. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Let's, let's move on to let's move on to playoffs. Yeah, because we've been dodging that for this entire time. Yeah. Well, the the most important thing, and uh, we're completely <laughs> dodging. So. Let's, let's just start over this. We've just been looking at the bracket this entire time we've been talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Yes. You know, playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs. Playoff. All right. Um, Hold on. Uh, so, we're going we're gonna to take a brief moment to remember, uh, for Kira's sake, that Herm Edwards is going to be the coach for Arizona State next year. Nope, try, yeah. not, try not to laugh, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck the Sun Devils. Uh, it's so good. It's uh, so good. Bear down. That's all I got to say. So, yeah. Um, Saturday, I Tennessee and Kansas City. Uh, I just haven't seen enough out of Tennessee to think that they can beat Kansas City. Kansas City has been on, on a big upswing. I'm going Kansas City on this one. Yep. Uh, I, I just don't see any any way that Tennessee beats them. Yeah, I, but, I would love to see Tennessee beat them, but no. there's always a chance that that you know Marcus breaks off a run, or that yeah. Alex Smith returns to Alex Smith of old, or you know Kansas City misses three field goals or something like you know like like there's all these crazy things. That could happen, yeah. but I can't build a scenario that makes sense to me without one of those things happening. Is that it? Yeah, Tennessee looks about a year or two away from being a pretty good team, but I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, Mahomes looks solid. I mean, Tennessee. He, he's still. Uh, oh, oh, you said Tennessee? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my bad. Uh, Kansas City, but Tennessee. Yeah. They sound too similar. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Kansas City. I, I agree. Mahomes is great. Uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, uh, you know, in that one game he started last week, uh, what was it, 200-some-odd yards, 22 for 28, something like that, and one interception, oh, well. Yeah, but, he's uh, still, yeah. still going to you – know, he's still young. He's got you know, stuff to develop, but yeah, the well, raw talent is there. Exactly, and he has so much of it. And that's what I was saying when he was in college is, wow, this kid is great. But he's not. It's really gonna. His future is really gonna depend on which team he goes to, because he has no pocket presence, no pocket pocket awareness. Because at Texas Tech, he didn't really have a pocket. His offensive line was garbage. 
and you know, you'd see him make work out of it and you, you'd scramble around and figure something out most of the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can't be doing that in the NFL. And I was really worried that he's going to go somewhere that they're going to try and make him do that. And then he gets put behind one of the best pocket passers in the country. I was like, that is the perfect place for him to be learning. Yep. Well, and I'm going to be interested place that would have been better for him would have been new England. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, once he does take over, I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like, I, I kind of feel like Kansas City and Pittsburgh feel like very similar teams to me. Um, where I, I want to see Tyreek Hill be able to to build some of those broken play skills that Antonio Brown has. Yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt has them. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't have a style similar at all to Le'Veon Bell. I hate when people say. Oh, he's got a similar style to Le- nobody has a similar style to Le'Veon Bell. Nobody does. No, but he's got he's got the ability to be you know a, a top. I mean, he's already is, but but to even ascend further. Um, you know, it's funny. Sorry, this is gonna be some weird metaphor shit, but uh, whenever I watch games, I always say football is rock and roll. It's metal. It's shit like that, and basketball is jazz. You know. It's very much smooth, and you're moving around. It's very, it's much more jazzy. It's finding the gap. It's finding those moments in your music. Like that's how basketball works. And then football is hard and powerful, and all about driving and shit. Le'Veon Bell is jazz, which is weird. Yeah, because the way he can he'll he's so patient. He is so patient, and he just waits and he finds that moment. He's so calm and collected. The way he moves. Nobody plays like him, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and nobody else – I don't think anyone else could. Uh, no one has the speed and power ratio needed to be like him. Well, and underrated, underrated, they also don't have the offensive line he has. That's true. Um, but he just does such a good job of finding those gaps. But, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Mahomes kind of develop into a uh, a player who can who can – kind of play in those broken down plays in a similar way that Russell can um, mm-hmm. and see Tyreek build into that broken, broken play receiver like what Brown can. Because when yeah. if you can execute an actual game plan and then you have that as well as your trump card, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's really what has made teams like Pittsburgh and Seattle so dangerous over the last couple of years is that yeah. they've been able to keep things within control so that yeah. when he gets out of control, they can make that extra play and, and, and make that be the difference. Well, the funny part about Seattle is their best play is the out of control. It's when it's Russell Wilson play right now. <laughs> oh yeah. But like when, when he's calm and composed, it's pretty average and mediocre, but once he gets out of the pocket, all hell breaks loose and he does weird, crazy good shit. And you're like, Oh my God, that's a that's what a Super Bowl team looks like right there. Yep. And then you watch like re- the rest of the plays, and you're just like, "This is shit." It's funny that their best play is when the play breaks down. It's also funny that their two best running backs are on different teams, Marshawn and Alex Collins. I know. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. Say, oh, maybe yeah. Collins wasn't good in Seattle. Like it's better than Davis. Just wasn't. Davis is pretty decent. I like him. I'm not a fan. 
He's been he's been pretty alright. I'm 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 hopeful. We'll see what Probably they get when they get Chris Carson back, but yeah, Thomas Rawls. Just um, draft anyway. Nick Chubb. Um, <laughs> let's let's keep uh, let's yeah. push forward because we got a lot of playoffs to talk about. Yeah, so we got a uh, uh, got Atlanta, yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, do you see do you see an upset there? I fucking don't. No, no, I've 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 got Los Angeles in this one. Yeah, I, I put I, money I, on that one actually. I don't think you're going to lose that money. It's, I can't, I put money on Kansas City also, but uh, I put more on Los Angeles. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I, I just Todd can't Gurley see should be in. the MVP. Yeah, Todd Gurley is definitely uh, most improved players. Yeah. Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, which kudos to Jared Goff because my problem with him last year wasn't that I didn't think he could make a play or that he wasn't good necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's that he looked so fucking panicked. Uh, everything he did, he looked terrified to be to be out on that field, and that's something you can't really teach. You can't, you know, coach him into not being afraid. So it, it, it looked like his career was dead for that reason. But he's come back calm and composed, and he's doing great now. So yeah. do you know what's funny? Do you know who who is, should be runner up for uh, most improved? Hmm. Another player on their team, Robert Woods. Oh yeah, dude. What well, that kid came out stellar. Although, yeah, no, I'm. I agree, hundred percent. His last game or two wasn't fantastic, but he's coming off injuries. I mean, exactly. That's that's why it's like you know, it's great. He can he can be all right. Who so who is uh who, who would we be pulling for for comeback player of the year? Uh, who came back from being injured last year and has been great this year? Everyone got injured this year. Yeah, I nobody can't, I, came back. Everyone died. I can't place it. Um, yeah, no, I thought about this a few times and then just gave up pretty quickly. <laughs> who, who, who is even playing anymore? Uh, Mariota, maybe. No, he hasn't been that he's good. Been, yeah, I know, but I mean, he's not been bad or anything. But no, but he's not, he's not great. Uh, yeah, I. But who else? Was Jalen Ramsey out last year, or is he a rookie? Jalen Ramsey was out last year, but I don't think you can call a comeback if he never played. Uh, uh, coming maybe. back from an injury, maybe. I guess, and then same thing for Miles Jack. Yep. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to hit the. Uh... Tyrod Taylor? Did Tyrod Taylor get injured last year? Tyrod Taylor gets injured all the time. Uh, right. So there, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, brought, brought, let's just give it, the bills. Let's just the give playoffs. it to Tyler Boyd. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> Play of the year. Um. All right. Let's move on to Sunday. Yeah. Carolina. Jackson. Oh. Oh. Uh, no. At, first at is New Buffalo Orleans. Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, I was just reading. Yeah. Buffalo Jacksonville and Carolina at New Orleans. Yep. Um. I. <laughs> it's hard to root. For, it's hard to pull for Jacksonville. Because of their shaky end to the season, um, but I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give at least this game to Jacksonville. Uh, their defense is still very very good. Uh, no one wants to give credit to Blake Bortles, but Bortles has actually had a very good season. And They're gonna extend a pretty him. good season. A pretty good season. They're gonna pick up his I, option. They have to. I wouldn't blame him. I would. Uh, this is one of his best years, honestly. And he's probably not going to do it next year. And I would totally draft a quarterback if I was Jacksonville. 
but you know they keep bringing Bortles back, and this year it seemed to pay off. Uh, surprisingly, he was actually a pretty good rusher this year too, which hmm. it, it hurts my soul to be talking about a good Blake Bortles. But you know, it, it's a year for UCF magic, and that's where Bortles came from. I'm looking at his stats right now. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but I thought he was shit. Um, eighty-four point seven rating on the year. Sixty point two percent completion. Three thousand six hundred eighty-seven yards. Twenty-one touchdowns. Thirteen interceptions. Remember his rushing yards? Uh, that's a good question. It doesn't. See, and again, I'm not saying he's one of the best in the NFL by a stretch, but as far as Bortles goes, it was a pretty decent year for him. If I was a Jacksonville fan, I would be wanting a new quarterback. I, I want to draft somebody, but uh, I also wouldn't be shouting, oh, get rid of Bortles, he's terrible, like I would have any other year. This year, I'm like, all right. He rushed. You bought another year. He rushed 57 times for 322 yards. That's not bad. That's La- I almost mean, a six-yard average. It's actually almost. It's actually decreased. Uh, his, ro- over- his rookie year, he rushed 56 times for 419 yards. Well, his rookie <clears throat> year is, you know, a younger old man. Well, yeah, but then, so 56 for 419. Next year, 52 for 310. Next year, 58 for 359. Next year, 57, 322. So it's his second lowest total with each of the attempts being, you know, within six of each other. Yeah. It just, I'm it's not just, saying that's pretty much what you're going to get from him is what, is what it looks like. Blake Bortles is a high-functioning tier three quarterback is where I put him, which is better than that's I've fair. given him ever. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I just don't see him dropping to Buffalo. I'm giving Jacksonville a nod on this game. Yep, I have money on them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans. I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend, uh, yep. just in terms of matchup. Hmm. Crapshoot. Um, they just faced each other, and I think New Orleans won. Uh, and it's, it's in the Superdome. I'm going to pick Carolina, just for the fun of picking Carolina. So here's the thing. I'm I'm going with New Orleans. I have money on them also, and I don't think this game is going to be close. Okay. I I think that they're in New Orleans. I yeah, think that's going to help a lot. I'm 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 even going to pick a score. I think it's New Orleans 31, Carolina 10. That's pretty bold. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I hate this shit when they're the, when they go on and on on TV. Look, they can't do anything about this team. They got no answers for them. I'm taking them. 27-24. It's like, you asshole. Oh, yeah. You don't really believe in this shit, then? No. I'm saying 31-10, to 10, New Orleans. Um, last time they faced off was a couple weeks ago. Um, it was December 3rd. Saints won it at home, 31-21. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to go with the Panthers because I think it's a crapshoot. I, I think it's going to be a close – I'd put it in a one-score finish, personally. Yeah, I'd feel differently if they were playing in Carolina. Yeah. Um, I'd still take New Orleans to win, but I'd feel differently about it. I think Cam's going to want the vendetta. Uh, Their backs have been pretty decent. Uh, You know, McCaffrey's had a pretty decent year as a rookie. I think they're going to come into this one hot, and uh, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Carolina in a one-score game. And obviously, Ingram's had a hell of a year. Alvin Kamara's had a year. Drew Brees has had one of his down years, which is weird. Um, he just he didn't have to. They, they didn't have to rely on him to throw it exactly at the end of the game. Because Ingram suddenly figured out how to run the ball again. Well, yeah, the answer was having actually, you know, the problem that was Ingram and Pierre Thomas was they were the same back. Yeah. When you have Ingram and Kamara, suddenly you have this change. I mean, they they call him change of pace back for a reason, except that Kamara is legitimately good enough to do it himself. Yeah. Kamara is really good as a receiving back, which I'm really loving this trend lately. Uh, Over the past few years, more and more teams are getting – receiving backs so they're having their backs come out of the backfield and get those short passes on the dump route yep. i fucking love watching it and it's pretty and it fits really well to the uh college scheme too because you know they got these smaller faster guys mm-hmm. that suddenly are really valuable uh like uh mccaffrey obviously the obvious examples are tevin coleman and Devontae freeman uh but yeah the more and more that that's yeah, you happening mentioned, I, you mentioned gaskin today too yeah, I, I think he's going to be a great one. Yeah, uh, He's definitely going to be a punt returner. I, I don't know if I see him as a viable first option back. You might even move him to a wide receiver just because he's small. He's a small dude. He's my height, which gives me so much hope. But, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to push back on one thing you said earlier. I think Los Angeles-Atlanta is actually the best game of the weekend. Okay. <clears throat> I, think I just haven't seen it from Atlanta. I haven't seen anything that really excited me about Atlanta this year. Um, yeah. They haven't had that wow. They've had a lot of wow. Okay, that just fucking happened. Somehow they managed that. I don't know. Yeah, I still think they've, they've got Julio Jones and they've Mohamed got Devontae Sunder. Freeman. So they're, they're, yeah. they've got a chance to be potent at any moment. It just has to click. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, uh, so divisional round. 13th, we've got... New England and Philadelphia are facing off against whomever. Yep. Um, if we're both right, then uh, New England will take Kansas City. Who do you got in that one? Uh, I've got New England. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why I asked. We don't yeah. even need to talk about that. Let's move yeah, on. yeah, I'll take that. I'll, I'll put money on that up to 10 points. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a bad call. It could be quite an upset if Kansas City could pull it off, but... I don't believe in them. There's no Eric uh, Berry. They're going to just set Gronk loose, and it's, it's over. Yeah. So then we'll have Philadelphia taking on Los Angeles, uh, if we're both correct on that. Uh, on LA, and it's not close. Uh, yeah, that's about where I'm at, too. Yep. Even, even if they had Carson Wentz, I would still say the same fucking thing. Uh, I'd say it was close. Mm, maybe. I don't know. They, they're just... I'd say Carson Wentz. One seed, they had such an easy schedule. Yep. And not not to any fault of their own, and definitely didn't look that way coming in. And then you look at what happened to all the teams they beat, and you're just like, wow. I still think guys. Carson Wentz is like a five point swing, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they're definitely better with Wentz. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> despite my love for Nick Foles, Wentz is better. <laughs> um. Okay. Saturday. That, or Sunday. Sorry. Steelers in Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, I mean, you I know, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers on that one. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers. And, uh, Despite Jacksonville the beating them by, you know, thirty or thirty to nine earlier in the season, 
I, I just think yeah, that, well, that's that was week like four. I, I would especially say because they beat him 39, that's a vendetta game that they're going to come in yep. want to swing him. <clears throat> yeah, barring injury or some weird shit, I cannot see uh, Jacksonville beating him. As much as I think that that defense is fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, Pittsburgh's the, – the difference between the Pittsburgh offense and the uh, Jacksonville defense is much smaller than the difference between the Pittsburgh defense and the Jacksonville offense. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to win that game and go on to the cha- title game against uh, New England. And then the last one of the divisional round, we got uh, either Carolina or New Orleans, which is the one we couldn't agree on, against Minnesota. And, and the truth is, I don't think it matters. I think Minnesota beats either of those teams. Yeah. Minnesota is not the best at anything. I don't think the quarterback's the best. I don't think the running back's the best. I don't think the defense, none of it. I don't think any of them is the, are the best. But they are the most balanced team. Yeah, they're so good all over. They're top five in every category pretty yep. much. In my opinion. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think that's the most holistic-looking team uh, with the least you know, obvious weak points. I, I definitely take Minnesota in that game uh, to take on Los Angeles in the NFC Championship. Yeah, uh, and and the big thing is like, I'm I'm actually rooting for it, um, for that to be the outcome, for it to be a mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, New England, and uh, L.A. Minnesota conference championship games. Yeah, um, I love the rematch of of Pittsburgh, New England. Uh, yeah, I'm really concerned about them playing it in Foxborough. I, I don't I don't think that that's. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. It's it's gonna hurt. Um. But Keenum, in the play, in, in you know, one game away from the Super Bowl against his old team, who, you know, looking back on it, kind of shafted him. Um, no, I don't know. that's that's going to be fun. Um, so obviously you're taking Pittsburgh over New England. Or I'm guessing you take Pittsburgh over New England. I'm not commenting on that one. All right, I'm, I will. I'm I'm gonna I, I'm gonna wait to make that call until I see who's actually active for the game. My biases aside, I definitely think New England's gonna win that game. I think they I, will, but there's there's two players on either team that if you remove them, it changes the entire thing. Oh yeah, if absolutely. Brown's not playing, they don't got a chance. If Bell's not playing, they don't got a chance. If Gronk's not playing, they have a great chance. If mm-hmm. if um. Oh, what's what's that asshole's name? Um, Tom Brady? No, 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 no. Uh, okay. un, under underrated uh, has been Danny Amendola. If he's not playing, yeah. they, they've they've got a chance as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I still think New England's going to take it. As much as I don't want New England to win it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think. I, I think New England's on to their way to the Super Bowl. And that, no matter who they face, <laughs> really. I mean, I still believe that the Steelers can do it. But if you're telling me, if you're telling me to put money on it, oh yeah, I, I think I'm not, Pitt- I'm not taking, I'm not putting money on Pittsburgh with a with anything more, less than a pick. Well, the Steelers proved that they could beat New England. Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, uh, they got very close, and then it just kind of got thrown away at the end. But uh, yeah, they totally could beat New England. It's possibility but i 
doubt it in Foxborough. Well, I'm also just really concerned that you've got you've got Brown coming back in a brittle state. Bell has never been the healthy guy. You've got Hayden who's just come back recently. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm concerned about I'm concerned about this team. Yeah, you know, I've never Yeah. Well, the bright- I, I've never gone into the postseason being like, we're going to win it all. So, you know, there's also that. Yeah. The bright side is you still got Juju, uh, who's been having a stellar year, and he was a great fill-in for Antonio last week, granted against the Browns. But – Single-handedly uh, has made Martavis Bryant expendable. <laughs> which is impressive. <clears throat> yeah. So Martavis Bryant is good. Yeah. And, but and- Juju's cheaper and better. <clears throat> yep. Where do you think Martavis uh, Bryant lands in the offseason, real quick? Who even needs a wide receiver right now? Uh, I got, I got one, I got one place in mind, so I want to see what you come with. God, I can't think of anyone because he's. I don't think he's a starter. Yeah, I don't think he's the number one receiver. He might, he could start, sorry, but he won't be the. He'll start at wide receiver two wherever he goes. Um, got Arizona maybe. I think they could use him. They could, because who yeah. knows? Yeah, you're right. There. Who knows how long? Fairy Lynn Sherald's going to be there, and who else do they have on that receiving core, really? I mean, it's an all right receiving core, but it could definitely be better, and Martavis Bryant would be a good addition. Who, who do you got? The Jets. Yeah, but the Jets are – I think they're happy. Oh, Robbie okay. Anderson had a hell of a year. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Curse, one of his best seasons, if not his best season. Yep, and they're both cheap. Yeah. You've got room. Uh, Sure, they do, and yeah, I can see it. Uh, I think they're gonna need to scout a quarterback first. Yeah, the other but, one I had in mind was actually Atlanta, but it would be hard to pay him. Yeah, and you know they they already have Sanu and Julio Jones. That's what I'm saying, get rid of Sanu. Sanu is great though. I've never been a fan. He has a perfect passing record. What is he six for six with three touchdowns and like a couple hundred yards? I think. Yeah, but he's not Somewhere on the roster to be a quarterback. <laughs> I know. I just, I just love that stat. Right? I, I, I understand. Um, okay, but then that leaves us with uh, the other one. Minnesota, Los Angeles. Yeah, and I would. Uh, <clears throat> I think Minnesota's playing, playing a Super Bowl in their uh, in their stadium. Yep, I agree. I oh god, it's the Super Bowl in fucking Minnesota this year. That sucks. Yeah. I'm the, so sorry. The one thing that I think, or the, at least the big thing I think that's the difference maker with Minnesota and Los Angeles is uh, Minnesota is one of the few teams, and, and Philadelphia has the ability as well. They're just not going to be able to do it consistently because they're not going to be able to sustain drives with Nick Foles. Um, yeah. But uh, Minnesota is one of the few teams that has the ability to lock down Todd Gurley. Yeah. I, I definitely agree there. Um, the funny thing is, sorry, it's kind of Minnesota in general. Uh, everyone always calls out Case Keenum like, "Oh, he's just a game manager quarterback." That's Great. a good Perfect. thing. Yeah, you know who the best game manager in the entire league is? Tom Brady. Yep, he's the ultimate game manager quarterback. He doesn't step up when he doesn't need to. He makes the right plays at the right moment. That's what a game manager is. It doesn't have to be flash in the pan. I would love to have a game manager as a quarterback if I was an NFL owner or whatever. Don't get me wrong, I love Russell Wilson, but it's also terrifying to have a Russell Wilson. Sometimes you just want somebody who 
will sit there, make sure to keep the game in check. You have solid running backs, put give the ball to them, and make decent plays as a quarterback. It's perfect. Yep. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but the, and and to be honest, like Alex Smith has always seemed to me like a poor man's Aaron Rodgers, which is funny based on how they came into the league. True. Um, he he doesn't have the arm strength that Rodgers has. He doesn't have the precision <laughs> that Rodgers has. He doesn't has. have the arm strength that Patrick Mahomes has. Fair enough. He, <laughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't have the precision that Rodgers has. He 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 doesn't have the quickness that Rodgers has. But he mm-hmm. has the same decision making process. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Back to back to Keenum. You know, I, I think that that guy is is making himself some money right now because oh yeah, he's he's done just enough to take this team, uh, to keep this team in in games that mm-hmm. their defense or their running backs or even himself at times have been able to finish off. Um, God, Minnesota's going to have some hard questions to answer in this off season. Well, they got one easy one to answer. What do you do Which, with Sam Bradford? Yeah, Audio. that's easy. But then you have Teddy Bridgewater that you have to figure out Never because he was supposed to be either. he's supposed to be their quarterback. Though. You know, he was he was the guy, and he's made some really good plays, and he looked good at times, and then just injury, injury, injury. Yeah. Um. So yeah. What do you what do you do is with that? And then the other one is they have three really good running backs. They can't keep all of them. One of them's cheap, so you know you're going to keep him, and he was the starter, so. Which, which one? Oh, uh, Dalvin. Dalvin yeah. Cook. Yeah. yeah. You forget about Dalvin Cook because Latavius Murray and uh, what's his name of it? Or Jerick McKinnon have been having great years, but it's like one of those two is going to have to go most likely because there's just no point to keep. Well, because then you're paying two guys to starters price. Why did they have them this year then? That's a good point. I guess I don't have to answer that question just yet. Yeah, no, they they but still have an I mean, opportunity there to to run it with them. They've got Diggs coming in. They've got feeling coming in. Both of them, yeah, coming in I'd strong. St- I'd still, I'd still trade one of them. Get something better. Get some. Uh, sure, if you can, in. but you're only going to get anything for Jarek. You're not going to get anything for Latavius because nobody wanted him in the offseason anyways. Sure, but he did have himself quite a year, regardless. So he did last year too. He was a thousand yard rusher yeah. last year. It's hard to justify it, but I guess yeah, he did, he did do that. Yeah, uh, it just always seems like the last ditch effort. Let's punch it in with the tall dude. People just don't they don't like him just because they watch how he runs and he just doesn't look good when he runs. He runs so straight up and down, and it's just yeah. He he does he doesn't look like a good runner, but it's kind of like the Derrick Henry effect where it's like. Okay, but he's still knocking off yards. He's still he's still breaking tackles. You know, he's still making this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what year is Jarek McKinnon on his contract? He Jarek McKinnon signed a four year two hundred or two million seven hundred sixty five thousand contract with the Vikings, including a five hundred fifteen thousand dollars signing bonus, five hundred fifteen thousand guaranteed, and an average annual salary of sixty nine six hundred ninety one thousand two hundred fifty. Uh, what uh uh he signed that yes this year okay so he has a four-year contract with them starting this year just cut to the point where i said he has a four-year contract with them starting this no year. no I'm, I'm i'm gonna run the whole thing where you keep the whole this amazing memory 
I just had to really, you know, draw in the depths. I wanted to make sure that I said everything. I've been speechless, exactly just wondering right. how you could possibly memorize all of those facts. <laughs> um, okay, so he's cheap too. They, they've already oh no. signed him. They've already signed. I, 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 I was I was wrong anyway. He's a free agent after this year. Okay. Okay. So he signed a four-year contract back in 2014. Okay, so no. he signed it when he was drafted. The way you said it made it sound like he signed an extension. I, I agree. It sounded like that, but that's not the case. So he's uh, he's a free agent after this year. Somebody's going to yep. take him. He's he's not going to be able to sign for, for cheap money with them again. So no. they're going to lose him in the offseason. They don't have to make the decision. They're going to lose him. Yeah. Because sure. they're not going to offer him, you know. <laughs> what the Seahawks are going to offer him. <laughs> <laughs> because the last Viking they took worked out so well. <laughs> I've already made this rant. I don't think he was bad. <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. No, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then who oh, you know who else? Martavis Bryant could land, which I think is actually his best landing point. Uh, I think he could land in Oakland. Mm. They don't need Cordero Patterson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, but I think Amari Cooper might be coming up for a contract. Next year. Oh, next year? Okay. So you got you got another year with him, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but still, if you're signing Bryant now, you're telling Amari hit the road. <sighs> Is that such a bad thing? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Because you can't get rid of Crabtree. He's actually your good receiver. Um, Neither of them were good receivers this year. <laughs> not this year. The whole, the whole Raiders were bad this year. Yeah, but those two, man, they dropped so many balls. I know. I think they were like one and two leading the league in fucking drop passes. You know, Bryant should actually go to uh, Bryant should actually go to the Redskins. <laughs> Trade him for Kirk Cousins. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want Kirk Cousins. It's not a bad quarterback. I don't want him. I don't want him. You can have him. <laughs> I wouldn't want him either, but you I don't know. Want him. Come on, you like that. Do you know what kind of odds like you have to give me for me to put money on Kirk Cousins winning a Super Bowl in his lifetime? <sighs> I don't want him. Jake Flacco, or, you know, Flacco won one. I don't want him either. Let's call him Jake. Jake Flacco. Yeah, exactly. Jake, Jake Flacco, Flacco sucks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, Joe Flacco won one. Kirk Cousins can. Uh, yeah. You just have to have, you know, an unstoppable defense. Couldn't we also have a good quarterback? That'd be nice. The way salary caps work, I no. Well, but the way he, his salary is going to work, it's going to be through this goddamn roof. Yeah. That's that's the and, other thing. It's not it's not just that I don't want Kirk Cousins, which I, I still I don't want Kirk Cousins. No, you're it's also that I don't want to have to pay him because you can't pay him and Brown and Bell. You can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt with Jimmy Graham until this year. I was like. I don't want to pay him to do this. I don't care about Jimmy Graham if he's four million dollars a year, but nine million is absurd. Yep. This year he earned nine million dollars. I will. I no problem saying. Yep. He played like that. If he plays like that every year, he is totally worth what we pay him. But until uh, up until this year, shaky yep. at best. Yep. The Jimmy Graham experiment has finally paid off. Well, and, and I mean, to his credit, didn't really know how to use him at first. 
then he got injured. So now you're nursing him back on what is a quite a quite uh, difficult injury to come back from. Yeah. So. Well, my issue was just the the play calling wasn't there to make Jimmy shine. The what they tried to do with Jimmy for years was uh, set him up with the screen pass and let Russell Wilson hit hit him on the screen, but. Russell Wilson can't throw a screen. I don't know if it's because he's too short or he just doesn't know how to put enough air on the ball. I don't know what the fuck it is. But Russell Wilson can't throw a screen pass. It's fine. I mean, it is it is what it is. He, he's still a great quarterback. I'm not, you know, trying to not – it's just not his strong suit. Uh, just like, you know, Phillip Rivers can't run, but he can sure throw the ball. Russell Wilson can't throw a screen. It's just how it is. Um, so – then what you have to do is you have to change the scheme or get rid of them. And what they did was they changed the scheme. So uh, Seattle was running a lot more two tight end sets than they've ever done this year. And it paid off in the passing game to Jimmy Graham. Uh, the dude was a stud again, which is great to see him doing well. Uh, yeah, that's all I got on that. Two tight end set. It's a good thing. Also, Seattle's depth at fucking uh, tight end is insane. It is. I mean, Nick Van Ett's your third. Yeah, he's a stud. He's good. I, you know, I would, I would love to see him in Pittsburgh. Also, no, <laughs> can't have him. That'd be great. You can't have any of our tight ends. He can get closer <laughs> to Ohio. <laughs> Who wants to get closer to Ohio? Somebody who's from Ohio. They're wrong. Once they see the, the promised land, they should never want to go back. Yeah, you're right. You're, right. <laughs> you're like, look, we're gonna we're gonna offer you the uh, the minimum, but you know we don't think you'll take it. And he's like, no, I, no, I will, I will. <laughs> I oh, I don't care. We, Get me we, out of Ohio. We think you know the Cardinals were talking about possibly signing. No, I want I want actually Arizona's <laughs> not much of a benefit or a boost over. Uh, yeah. S- Seattle, so. If you like golf, Phoenix is great. If you don't mind the heat, Phoenix is great. Um, you know, if you remember, he's from Ohio. If you want to see Ground Zero for herpes, Phoenix is the place to go. Yikes! Uh, yeah, it's still better than Ohio. It's definitely better than Ohio. We definitely there's one state that will never listen to our podcast, and that's Ohio. Because of, I, I, I hope I'm not sure that there's ever been a podcast that we've made where we didn't shit on Ohio. Because fuck Ohio. There's probably been there's probably been a couple, but yeah, we're not fans of Ohio. We're not fans of you. We don't like the Indians. <laughs> we don't like Ohio State. Yeah. We don't like the Browns. Particularly, I feel bad don't for like the Bengals. No, I don't like the Browns. If the Browns got good, I wouldn't be rooting for them probably. But until then, I'm like, oh, no. it's so sad that they have to live like that. Fuck Jimmy Haslam. No, Jimmy Haslam has done that to them. Yeah, they're doing it to them. Yeah. Jimmy Haslam was more instrumental in the fucking Tennessee hiring than he was with his own team. He cares more about the University of Tennessee than he does about fucking uh, Cleveland Browns. Which is funny because he only owns one of them. I know. 
Um, well, Jake, I think it's off. I got to get off to bed. Yeah. Another great podcast in the books. Yes, yes. I will edit and throw it up. Um, and then we'll get Kira back for Sunday, and hopefully we'll get Evan on so we can ask him whether or not Joe Flacco is, in fact, an elite quarterback. <laughs> Spoiler That's, alert, he's not. That's going to go well. Thank <laughs> you.